After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. You know what time it is when you hear that siren. It's time for Frank's Power Play. Frank, my man, take it away. And since we last did one of these, there's been a couple of coaches that have gotten whacked. First, Mike Babcock fired as head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs due to poor performance by the Leafs. But there's going to be more on Babcock coming up momentarily. From his past. Yep. And also just fired was John Hines of the New Jersey Devils. The Devils have been stinking it up too. Who as well. No surprise there. And then also, Bill Peters. There's reports say he was fired in Calgary. He actually he stepped down. But read between the lines, and he was pretty much forced to. And here is why. Because 10 years ago, Akeem Alou, who was playing in uh, Rockford of the American Hockey League, where Peters was a head coach, basically came out and said that Peters directed a racial slur towards him about his choice in music. And, of course, that really raised a big, caused a big uproar, especially with allegations that came out from Maple Leafs players, how Babcock was hard on them, especially Mitch Marner was one of those guys that came out. But uh, when all the stuff with Alou came out, Peters actually ended up stepping down because legally the Flames couldn't fire him because it happened with a completely different organization in 10 years ago. Uh, So he was pretty much forced to resign. And since then, there's been a lot more stuff that has come out. Back to Babcock, there was a report. There's actually this is actually on the Spitting Chicklets podcast. Former Detroit Red Wing Chris Chelios came on on there and basically told the story about how in the 2012 playoffs that Babcock essentially came out and berated Johan Franz in the, in the locker room room and. It was at the time when Franzen had been going through some of his concussion issues, and I guess it also resulted in him having other mental health problems as well. Hell, so, and that basically, and how can that happen? Where the pat? Why didn't people say this back in the day, though? That's weird. Well, uh, see, I don't, I don't understand that either, Derek. And I guess maybe since. I think really the first downward fall was Akeem Alou coming out and saying what Peters did. I don't know why we're waiting 10 years. Why can't you speak up now? It's not like people are going to just... It's not like you're the kid who... who it's the, this isn't a, a whole thing of the boy who cried wolf and finds out that it's not true. I mean, if something happens, speak up, people. But anyways, back to what I was saying about Chelios... I was talking about how Babcock berated Franzen. 
And then, of course, there was another former Red Wing, Carlo Coliacva, who had a short stint there. He had some stuff to say about Babcock. And he and Chelios both essentially said the same thing, that players tried to go to Ken Holland, who was the GM at the time. Holland basically said, Ed, shut up or you're going to get traded. Not literally, but that was kind of in summation what he said. And then Holland comes out to the media in Edmonton and to Halate St. James of the Free Press and says, that stuff never happened. So something's going on here. And with all the stuff that's being said about Babcock and Holland not doing anything about it, I said this on the Michigan Sports Truth podcast on Wednesday night with Taylor Phillips. I said that if this is, should this all come out as true, there's blood on Ken Holland's hands. Do I think Why it's good? say that? Because, look, him not doing anything to Babcock or saying, look, man, cut this stuff out or anything of that nature, that that's really not a good look. Now, do I think it's going to end up costing him his job in Edmonton? Absolutely not, because, again, this happened with a different organization. However, that's still a lot of bad press, and there's a lot of damage control that's going to have to be done. Especially, it's not a good look for the Oilers, who have been playing very well. As late now you get this cloud that's starting to hang over, and truthfully, this is just the tip of the iceberg. I think more and more stuff is going to come out. And for example, a report from the Detroit Free Press says that from former Red Wing Darren McCarty is saying that Mike Babcock cost them the cup in 2009 when they lost the Penguins. He said, uh, "The this is what McCarty said." That in our dressing room worked in different ways when I came back. You could tell that things were different. But the thing I didn't change that didn't change was the guys played for each other. Says that they won the cup in 08 in spite of Babcock and lost because of him. Says he misused Pavel Datsu, Kendrick Zetterberg, because he's stubborn and that's the way. Okay, so that's just more and more stuff that's come out, but I don't think Well that's not I don't think that's an how can I put this? That's just him doing his coaching. I don't know if that makes him a bad person. He just made bad decisions as a coach. Yeah. But I think, uh, and then maybe a lot of it is too, is people are piling on now that he's fired and stuff's come out. Out about stuff he did in Toronto and stuff that was said on spitting chicklets. Usually that's what, that's what happens in these types of situations is you do get basically a character assassination. But Basically kick him while he's down. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it is what it is. What it is. I'm not saying that it's the right thing to do, but again, all the stuff of players getting physically abused. I know that there was stuff said that about how to Mark Crawford when he was a, a co- I think when he was an assistant coach in Vancouver, he kicked a player there, and then there was, and he ended up having to resigned as an assistant coach of the Blackhawks, which is where he was recently. So enough uh, enough of that. We'll hit on a couple of trades that have gone down recently. One involving the Red Wings. They end up trading defenseman Vili Sariarvi to the Arizona Coyotes for goaltender Eric Comrie. I think this was done because they needed goaltending help in the American Hockey League. Because Philippe Larson, who started the year down there, was sticking up the joint. He's been sent down to Toledo to play for the Walleye. 
Right, so now you've got uh, Calvin Pickard and Comrie now in Grand Rapids. Who knows who gets end up called up if somebody else gets hurt. I know Pickard was up when Jimmy Howard was injured, and he didn't play too well. Well, there. There, so we'll get, do a quick look of the standings. Actually, you know what? We'll do change that. We'll do stat leaders. Through December 7th, Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid leading the way for the Oilers, 53 and 52 points. Things finally clicking in Edmonton. Brad Marchand, Nathan McKinnon tied with 44. David Pasternak, John Carlson tied with 43. Jack Eichel, 39 points. Patrick Kane, 35. Artemi Panarin, 34. Jonathan Huberto rounding out the top 10 with 33. In the goal scoring department, <coughs> right now looks like Alex Ovechkin may have some serious competition for the Rocket Richard Trophy as... The Pasta Man, David Pasternak, leads in goals scored with 25. Ovechkin is the only other one to have broken 20. Followed by Dreisaitl and McDavid with 19. Marshad, 18. McKinnon, 18. Jack Eichel, 18. Austin Matthews, 16. Jake Gensel and Jacob Verana rounding out the top 10 with 15. Dreisaitl and McDavid leading the way in assists with 34 and 33. Followed by Carlson. And who's leading all defensemen in scoring. Marshawn McKinnon, Sasha Barkov, 23 assists. Jonathan Huberto, 22 assists. And 21 each for Eichel, Kane, and the Bretman. And Carlson also leading the league in plus minus at plus 20 on the year. Good work for him. Goaltending. Well, here's a positive for David the Man of God Harris's Pittsburgh Penguins. Tristan Jerry leading in... Goals against average of the 1.81 and also leading in save percentage of the .943. So things looking a little bit better in Pittsburgh despite that Sidney Crosby is out for a long time. Braden Holtby leads in wins with 15. Pecorine leads in shutouts with 3. And we take a look at our standings here on this Saturday, the 7th day of December. Capitals currently in command of the Metropolitan Division by 9 points over the New York Islanders. And the Philadelphia Flyers in third place. Meanwhile, in the Atlantic Division, if you thought the Caps had a big lead in the Metro, the Boston Bruins are saying, hold our beer. They currently lead with 46 points. And the next closest team is the Montreal Canadiens. Nice little bounce back for the Habs. 32 points. Florida Panthers, 31. First two teams in the wild card would be... David the Man of God Harris's Pittsburgh Penguins, followed by the Carolina Hurricanes. The rest of the East, Rangers and Sabres tied with 31. Leafs, as I mentioned, fired Mike Babcock. Sheldon Keefe is now taking over as head coach. Things are looking a little bit better in Toronto, but they still got a ways to go. Tampa Bay Lightning, oh my goodness. I don't know if that hangover of getting bounced in the first round is caught up with them or what. Blue Jackets. Sitting with 26 points. Ottawa Senators don't appear to be the toxic waste dump that they once were. They're looking a little better, but still not that good. New Jersey fired their coach. Coach, and now there's talk that Taylor Hall might be on the move somewhere. Who knows where he goes? Some people think he could go to the Colorado Avalanche. And I just saw a tweet from Adrian Dater saying that that won't make any sense. 
And of course, bringing up the rear of the Eastern Conference and in the NHL, my deadbeat Detroit Red Wings. I think really it's good. It's at the point where they've lost their last 10 games. They played David the Man of God Harris's Penguins tonight. At some point, when is Steve Eiserman going to say, you know, this isn't working. I've got to make a coaching change. And he may end up having to go with a guy who went to that school down south, Disco Dan Bilesma, who's currently an assistant coach. Just see if the team does better from a development standpoint. Right, but things are pretty rough in Detroit. I knew it was going to be when Steve took over, and he's preached patience. And, you know, I give him credit for doing things to shake the tree. But at some point, he's going to have to step in and say, enough's enough. We're here. I know we're not good, but we also need to work on individual development. That's not going to be any better. Jeff Blaschel, you're fired. Oh, you just want to say thing. that, though. I would like it to bring Vince McMahon in and tell him that, but. You've been a you've been a Blashill hater for a while. He's not that good of a coach. I mean, the team hasn't got. Is he not that good of a coach, or he just doesn't have that good enough a talent? Talent is a small part of it, but at the point it's at the point where you keep losing and losing, and you know the individual development which I was looking for. If that's not getting any better, somebody's gonna have to go. That's just the way it is. Meanwhile, in the Western Conference, a rundown of those standings. The reigning champion Blues, no Stanley Cup hangover for them. They're in first place in the Central Division, followed by the Colorado Avalanche and the Winnipeg Jets. In the Pacific Division, Edmonton and Arizona, one and two. Raise your hand if you thought that would happen in December. Didn't think so. Followed by those Vegas Golden Knights. Wild card being held down by the Dallas Stars and the Minnesota Wild. And actually, the Wild are tied with the Vancouver Canucks, San Jose Sharks, Calgary Flames, all for the last wild card spot in the West. Wow. It is a tight one. Nashville, three points out. Same with your Blackhawks, Derek. The Anaheim Ducks, four points out. And then the Los Angeles Kings break up the rear with 24 points. That'll do it for my power play on this Saturday, the 7th day of December, in the year of our Lord, 2019. Wow, that was that was a pretty good one right there, as we gotta gotta get that horn off here right here for you yeah. for you here for uh... you so now we move on to the state of michigan and michigan state football and the college football playoff then we'll end the show with a little bit of michigan high school basketball you guys start later than us yeah well we well last year we actually started a week early because of it was actually boys that started right after thanksgiving and the girls started a week later that way that was only because the bres of use for the breslin center that couldn't be arranged so they had to do a little shuffling but now it's back to the way it was. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we return, we talk a little bit about the state of Michigan. Michigan State football, especially your Spartans, they kind of fell off. Uh, but I do know you were probably happy about James Joseph Harbaugh. We'll talk about a local reporter asking a fair question. But was it a fair response? 
We'll get to that after this. All right. Listen to 88.3 WTs. After further review, always listen to Frank's Power Play podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Always up there. Make sure SoundCloud and iTunes. Coming up next, more from After Further Review.